Guys, we haven't heard Ooh. this music in a long time. Ooh. I'm a little hungover, but we're back for the show. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing good, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, I'm not used to this to this music. We've been doing segments. We've been here. We've been there. It's very good to be back with you guys on a full podcast. It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and my fucking man, Manny Ruffin. You already know what's cracking in this corner. Got another banger for the boys. Another banger for Some the boys. Slight. If you guys are not already a current YouTube subscriber, hit that subscribe button down below. Like the video if you are liking what you're seeing. And comment down below if you agree with what our guest is saying. If you like what our guest is saying. Today, that is right. We do have a guest. It's Joke. He's in the waiting room. You guys are going to hear a little bit more about him. His story. How he turned from a professional Madden player. That's right. A professional Madden player to now turned sports gambler with over 21 thousand people in his discord manny let's get this guy in here Talk oh to him, my baby. god well you already kind of killed the intro but we're talking to one of the best madden players of all time they talk about some top 10 top five he's easily top five come off a madden bowl championship just to solidify his career now he's running the discord you said twenty one thousand people are in here without further ado you guys already know what's cracking let's welcome in joke let's baby let's go joke. we got we got let's some go. connection to audio you can't hear us yet where is he at where is he are at in here there he oh, is. Okay. He's in the, he's in the video. Great to see you, dude. Yo, uh, seriously, we really do appreciate your time today. Uh, it means a lot to us. And we heard that that you know you mentioned uh, you know in our, in your DM that that Cap said some good words about us that you wanted to come on here. So we do appreciate that. And oh, shout out to El Capitan. That was like our first big interview. So appreciate you for for giving us the good words and giving giving us the tip to get you on here. But uh, we're just gonna be we're glad to have you here talking about you know your your story in in Madden and how you are you know turned. We have some questions for you, but turned you know handicapper professional handicapper with all these guys in the discord we want to hear all of it we have a lot of questions for you um so let's just get things started um we want to start with madden so can you just tell us like how you got into madden um and even like taking it serious enough to play it professionally um to obviously like end up winning that title so i started playing madden like maybe 2008 and uh, i just started playing like just online stuff and then I played this one dude who was really good, and he was doing, like, these bunch of, like, crazy, like, glitch players. And I asked him, like, yo, how, how the hell were you doing that? And he, like, sent me a message of how to do every single play. So that was, like, my first moment into, like, getting into competitive Madden. And then I just started playing, like, every day. I was, like, I don't know, maybe, like, in seventh or eighth grade. Like, I would literally just, like, play basketball after school, like, basketball practice, and then I would just go home and play Madden all night. So I would wake up. I would go to sleep at like two in the morning. Wake up at six to go to school, and then just play Madden all night. And that was like, so that yeah. was like COD for you. Like when the kid, all, the, all the kids were on COD, like when we were on right, COD, so like exactly. That, like you were just grinding Madden. Yeah, I was but like why like, Madden? I was though? Playing. Well, the thing is, I just started getting like really good at Madden. So I was like fourteen, but I was already playing for like money. So I was like making okay. money. So I was, I don't know, I was maybe making like a hundred, two hundred dollars a week. And when you're fourteen, that feels like. Yeah, that's like, you feel like that's like the rich. money you're making right now. Walking, walking to school in the Monday morning. Yeah. After, walking to school yeah, Monday morning, fresh after a Madden tournament, though. Like, I don't give a fuck about this homework, y'all. <laughs> fuck up. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what the heart felt like. I was going, I was like buying as many cookies I want in, <sighs> in school, like going out to eat if I wanted to. So I was already like really good at the game. And I honestly, I'm not a football fan at all. Like, I hate watching football. Really? Uh, that is the I'm more like a basketball guy. Yeah, like everyone's always like amazed at that because like I played Madden for them for like five years. Because listen, but, like, I, I was trying football. to explain to Alex, like I was like, dude, these dudes that play competitive Madden have to know football at at least the level of a D1 football player or like coach because all like like you, I'll have you talk about it a little bit more, but like, dude, all the coverages, adjustments, audibles, tendencies, all that shit goes into it. And then one thing I want you to speak on is. Not a lot of people know about this, but I remember I was playing Madden back in the day, and I was playing Mutt. I was nowhere near as good as you, but you just, like, watch Twitch and watch the competitive guys. They talk about, like, labbing. Like, they're, like, labbing for, like, three hours, four hours at a time. Like, yeah, I don't can know you that talk means. about that process of what it is, like, getting your playbooks down, labbing with people for, like, three, four hours at a time? Like, what's the real tedious process of becoming a professional Madden player? So, like, basically, the I was I was a really good defensive player. So what I would do is, um, there's always like a meta, right? So it's like the main formation that everyone's going to use. Not everyone, but like most of the top players, mm -hmm. which was always usually the same formation. It's a formation called shotgun bunch. So what I would do defensively is I would try to find a way to stop that play. So like 
anytime you ran that play, if I thought you were running that play, I had to have like the exact adjustments to stop that play. And then I, what I would do is I would try to lab with my friends to find the best adjustments for that play, but then also find other adjustments for the other plays that people run. So that was on the de- like the defensive side. And then on the offensive side, you got to try to figure out what you want to play, like how you want to play offense. Um, I kind of like to run the ball, but most people like to just pass the ball every play. So like on offense, I kind of took a different approach where like I didn't want to play like everyone else. So on offense, I would always play like different. So offense, I would have to honestly like lab against the computer. Mm-hmm. And then defense, you would lab against your friends. But Madden is, like, a game where you got to play, like, if you're not playing, like, five, six hours a day, like, you're not going to be better than the other people yeah, are because fly. you just got to play because, like, honestly, like, the best thing you can do in Madden is just play random people because then you kind of learn how to just adjust on the fly. Mm. Just in case you play somebody who, like, doesn't play the conventional way, those are the hardest guys to beat because that's not what people are used to. So I, I would just, like, honestly, my labbing would just be, like, playing random people and just see what a random person would do instead of like what a top Madden player is going to do. Can you talk about um a li- just just touch on having Tressway following you on Twitter and also <laughs> also the fact that uh you didn't throw a pass in that tournament of like I know that was like the meta at that time and you know we were reading up on stuff of of Jaybird <clears throat> that's obviously in the Discord now which we're going to get into of how like he was kind of like showing you that meta but how did you really think like yeah bro like I'm going to run this tournament up and I'm going to use a punter as my quarterback and I'm going to sub him in and out because I get the handoffs on the right and left side, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, the funniest like, how the thing hell I, is that going to The work? funniest thing I thought about that too was your, was your name when you went to the tournament. Uh, what was it? You pass, <laughs> I run, you lose or something like that. I yeah, thought that was the greatest yeah, I run, time. you pass, I so, like, win. How yeah. did you even think like, yeah, I'm going to go like, you know, win the whole thing. I'm going to hoist the belt. I'm going to get the, you know, the, the, the winnings for winning the whole thing. How did you think like, yeah, I'm going to do this all without throwing a single pass? So first, I was, like, at that point, like, late in the year, there's these things called golden tickets that come out. And, like, those cards are, like, soup, right? So it'll, it'll be, like, um, if you get a golden ticket, you can make any player you want, but, like, that dude's going to be a 99 overall, and he's more than likely going to be, like, the best player in the game at that position. So at that point, there was, like, a golden ticket uh, RG3. There was a golden ticket Vic. And they have, like, all the best yeah. abilities. <clears throat> so at first, I was trying to, like, have a balanced offense where, like, I was going to run the ball more than I needed to, but um, if I had to pass, like, I had a quarterback. And um, I remember playing Jaber, and he was like, yo, you should just run the ball every down. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know if that shit's going to be good. And then I played him, and he scored on me, like, three straight drives. I'm like, hold up. Like, he's playing better offense than me, and I got, all, like, I got players on offense. He's got nobody, and he's playing better than me. So I said, all right, fuck it. I'll try it. So I hit up one of my boys who um would help me make the teams. And I'm like, yo, let's make a team. Like, I'm only going to run the ball. And, like, my two – like, the, the two people who helped me lab the most for that tournament were like, yo, there's no way you can win like this. I'm like, bro, just help me make the team. So whatever, we make the team. And I, at that point, I was playing – uh the guy I actually played in the finals a ton and this other kid named Jaywa. I think I beat them, like, 10 straight times. And, I mean, I was, like – Just by running the ball. Just yeah, I was stopping them every drive, and I was scoring, like, almost every drive. So I'm like, hold up, like, this might be the way. So <clears throat> that was, like, one day where I beat them, like, 10 straight times. The next day I wake up, both of them are like, yo, let's play, let's play, let's play. So I'm thinking, like, oh, if these guys want to play this bad, that means I have to have something here. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep playing them because I wanted them to be able to, like, make adjustments to try to stop the runs that I was running to see if I could adjust against their adjustment. And I think, like, I, I did it for, like, three or four straight days, and, like, I was probably, like, combined, like, 20 and one against them. And these are two guys that are in the final, like, in the Madden, like, these guys are in the final format. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, like, this has to be the best way. Like, I, I was scoring more without a quarterback than with one. And then the only thing I did different was um, people don't even realize, I, I like, when I was on the left hash mark, um, I used the righty quarterback. When I was on the right hash mark, I used the lefty quarterback because the handoff was different. So um, when I was on the right hash, my quarterback would hand off the ball going to his left. So when, like I ran to the left side of the field, there was more like more room. So I found a way to like 
Madden's like a big game. Like you kind of have to like use the hash marks. So I was using that to run the ball because every time I ran the ball to a direction, I was running it to the long side of the field. And to be honest, like uh, the day of, I think the day the tournament started, there was this one guy I played that was running a different defense. And uh, one of my boys like told me like the best run for that. And that was the run that like I scored two touchdowns in the final. So like that wasn't like Madden's a big thing. Like a lot of people can like randomly help you win a tournament. Like I probably don't win that tournament if one of my friends, his name Stevie J, doesn't tell me how to run that ball like against that defense. So you won. You ended up winning the Madden Bowl <clears throat> tournament. In the final, you played somebody that you lagged against for hours, and then I believe Derwin James raised the tro- raised the uh, belt for you because it was online. So right? you, there's two things yeah. here, like. What was it like going to the final and you've had a illustrious Madden career and the only thing you didn't have was that belt and now you're playing against someone that you laughed hours against. What was that mental game like? Were you more confident or were you a little like shaky, like maybe had something up his sleeve? Like what was that like at first? Nah, once once I saw, so his name is T-Croft. Once I saw he made the finals, I literally like texted all my friends and I said like, bet everything he has no chance to <laughs> love it. Love it. yeah like i literally like texted my friends and i was like bet everything he has no chance to win i had played him like that again that was like one of the guys i was playing the most and i think in like the last three games that i played him um i think i averaged like 10 to 11 sacks a game oh my god and like when I, he wasn't like he didn't score on me for three straight games like that was probably the most confident i've ever been and like, that was going your into frank a game. clark right that was your frank clark well, um, that was getting <laughs> no no it was uh it was uh he was actually in another group but i played him a lot going into the tournament it was a skin named Croft. okay but yeah i remember texting my friends like yo bet everything and like one of my boys bet like a few thousand because a lot of people were like oh that he was gonna stop the run, but I knew he had no chance. Did he know that, so that he was, was gonna like, like that you were gonna run the ball the whole time? Just because like you yeah, know, no, playing the same I guys like him. you know tendencies, like so like maybe you know well, his tendencies and and you know what I mean? No, nah, I I couldn't pass the ball. Like I had I had an Eli Manning on my team, but in mud like I had a sixty eight overall Eli Manning. Like there was no chance I could pass the ball. So you just like at all? Like there was yeah, there was so. I know, like, it was an online tournament. This is kind of, like, one of the last things we'll say on Madden here. But I know it was an online tournament. But you did get to see, um, you know, Derwin James hold up that that belt. And I feel like at least the stuff that we read is, like, the players care more about the belt than essentially, like, the money that you win. Is that true for you? or And, and also, if that is true or not, uh, how was it to see, like, a professional, you know, NFL player that is on the screen, you know, congratulating you on your win? Uh, the belt definitely matters more. It's weird though, because like the belt matters more until you win it. Now, like if you ask me where my belt is, honestly, I think it's yeah. in my mom's house. I don't even know where it is. Right, right. So like it's cool to win it, and it does mean more because it's like you finally won one. Plus, like I think at that point I was like first in like live event appearances, first in wins, like, and I hadn't won one. So to me, like it definitely like I was thinking more about oh winning the belt than winning sixty five grand. So, yeah, like, I, everybody does think, like, plus, like, if you market yourself well, like, you make more money if you win a tournament because I got, like, over 100K in sponsors after winning that tournament. Wow. Okay. And out on that crazy. tournament, I probably don't get those sponsors. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always told people in the Madden community is, like, winning doesn't only make you money, but it makes you more money in the long term if you market yourself well, if you do the right things. So, yeah, I made, like, well over 100K after like um just after, after winning win. that tournament that's crazy that's so, crazy. so so yeah the belt definitely matters though like that that was like the big thing that i wanted to do and honestly like after i won that i think i kind of like just like was like oh that's it like i've kind of done everything in madden and that's kind of what like started leading to like me not wanting to play anymore that's what's gonna be my next question so how long because i was doing some, <clears throat> i was doing some creeping doing some scrolling on youtube i watched a day in the life with xx joke and you, you had your little day, went to the gym, and I seen you were doing DFS. Like, you said, like, yeah, I, I get back from the gym, I do a DFS. So how long was that transition from you playing Madden to you getting to DFS? And what was kind of, like, your mental framework at that time? Did you feel like you just climbed the mountaintop? Was this kind of more enjoyable for you? Like, what was kind of the mental framework of that decision? Cause you- uh, to be honest, I, I did DFS last year. Okay. And I, I think I was, like, I was, like, maybe a marginal winner. Like, I was probably break even at, at best. 
Um, but I was just like, it was just kind of something to do. So it was fun. Plus, like, I love basketball. Like, I could literally watch every game of basketball without betting anything like mm-hmm. that. I just watching basketball to me is fun. So um, it just gave me a way to, like, kind of sweat it. But, like, that shit was expensive because I was wasting, like, it was, like, $500 a night in tournaments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot harder than props because it's kind of like doing props. But instead of picking one player to do good, you got to pick nine. Right. And if eight of your players play good and one doesn't, like, that could be the reason why you don't win. So it was a lot harder than props. So I, I honestly did that just for fun. And the reason, the real reason why I started, like, giving out plays this year is because Madden ended so early. Like, mm-hmm. Madden normally ends, like, late May. And this season it ended, like, I think the month after January. Like, it, this season was super short. So, like, I, I had nothing to do. And I remember, like, texting Cap. I'm like, yo, what do you use to research? And he told me all the same websites that I used to use to research DFS. And I told one of my boys, I'm like, I think player props is like kind of the same research as DFS, but it's going to be easier because we can narrow it down to like one to four players instead of having to pick nine and be like within a budget. So I started giving out plays and I think I started with like a little Twitter group, had uh, 70 people in my Twitter group and I was only giving out live plays. And then after I texted Cap that, I started doing like research. And then um, so a few months later, and now I don't know how, but the Discord has like fucking 20,000. And it's insane amount of like, people. All deserves. Yeah. And the thing too, it's crazy because like I never thought I would like ever give out plays. Like if honestly, if Madden doesn't end early, like I wouldn't even have had, I wouldn't have had the time to do it because right. like, <clears throat> doing like giving out plays it's like a whole day thing like you got to know every single injury report you got to know everybody's minute projections you got to know like the trends like it's like a whole day thing I I feel like people think it's a lot easier than it is so like that shit takes like a few hours a day and that's just like I wouldn't have done that if I had to play Madden because I would have been playing Madden like if if you weren't handicapping this is not the question I wanted to ask right now but if you weren't handicapping right now like would you still, like, if this was not a thing, would you still be playing Madden? So, uh, yeah, probably. like, I, I honestly think, like, playing Madden is better than having a regular job. hundred oh, percent. Like, <laughs> I think you're going to get honestly, a lot of agreements um, on that one. Yeah. I honestly, like, the last, like, especially last year, like, I remember telling my girl at the time, like, y'all don't want to play this game no more. So I was honestly going to start getting into real estate because I just didn't want to play Madden anymore. Right. And then I started doing the handicaps and stuff. And I'm like, wait, I could just do this. So that kind of gave me like another, like another, uh, not like job, but like another option I could do in life. Because I honestly, like I was hell bent. Like I didn't want to play Madden anymore. Like my friends still don't think I'm not going to play. Like there's no chance I play Madden next year. But like my friends still don't think that. <laughs> but like I was literally going to, like I was going to start taking real estate courses because I just didn't want to play the game anymore. So, um. To be honest, I don't know, like maybe, but maybe not because like I maybe would have started getting into real estate. I, if, if I did play Madden, I know for sure, like I, I, I had one year left, like this upcoming year would have been my last one. There was just no way I could you play just like, like grew out of it. Madden so, again. You yeah. had some uh, you had some crazy ladder hits throughout the playoffs and even like leading up to it. You've been I've seen it over and over again. I'm like because Kat will post like the little text message between y'all and be like, yeah, joke had this way early. When did you realize with this gambling show that you had it? You know what I mean? Because everyone thinks they can do it for real. You might have a nice little night. You hit a three, four, three-point ladder. Let me post that one. Let me post it up. But yeah. you don't know if you got it yet. When did you knew that you had it? So, um, I actually, like, I started to realize I could be really good when I was on a losing streak. So, um, wow. I was up, like, I was up, like, 50 units. And um, I went on vacation with my girl. And I, I was giving out plays, like, on my phone. Like, I was doing research, but, like, I wasn't doing as much research as I normally do. So I lost, like, 30 units. And I'm like, okay, like, at that point, I was, like, thinking, like, damn, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. But that kind of made me, like, <clears throat> try to, like, retool what I was doing. So I was only taking value plays. So I was, like, just taking, like, let's just say, like, Desmond Bain, 25 and 30. I was never taking his baseline okay. just because I thought, like, that it was more profitable to take the value plays. So um, I, I started realizing, I'm like, oh, like a lot of these plays I'm picking, like 
Desmond Bain would finish with 21. So like I'm losing one unit instead of being even. And I, I started going back and there was like, there was like 20 plays where I picked a player who played good. He just didn't play great. So like I lost 20 units when I should have been breaking even. And then that's when I started to like do a full ladder. So I would take his baseline, the mid value and the max value. And that's when I started doing like really well. So I think in like two weeks I had like one back everything I had lost and then some. So I was like maybe at like plus 60 units. And that's when I started thinking like, oh yeah, like now I'm, I definitely will win more than I lose because the days I lose, it's going to be like two or three units. Cause I was rarely picking a player who would just play terrible. Like at worst he was hitting it straight, but I was losing a lot more because I wasn't realizing that. So once I realized that I'm like, wait, I think I could actually like be really, really good at this. So there was like, I, I'm, you might have already touched on this, but um, just from the DFS stuff, but aside from the DFS stuff, was there like a, can you just take us through like, maybe there was like a, like your first betting story. Maybe it was like one bet that you took that hit that got you in it. Or maybe it was a friend that said like, yo, like you, maybe your knowledge in football, you should take like Tyree kill for two touchdowns. And like, you hit something like that, like plus 3000 or whatever the fuck it was. And you're like, dude, like, let me, I'm, I'm into betting now. Was there one of those stories that you have? If you don't, that's fine. But like, I feel like some people like in your industry have like that one bet or like that one type of story that like got them into it uh I, honestly it was um it was will barton i remember cat posted will barton 2025 for free on twitter and oh, that shit. was like uh that was during the bubble oh. and me and my boy like we both bet like 100 on his 25 and like this was like obviously i didn't, I didn't know what a unit was like it was my like just starting to like i just one of my boys was like yo this dude named captain is just like hitting every bet in the playoffs and I'm like, fuck it, let's take like, let's take what he has. So he he posted Will Barton in 2025, and he had like 24 for like a minute, and I was sweating the shit out of that. And then Barton like, um, he gets fouled, misses the first free throw, makes the second one. I'm pretty sure it was like a crazy sweat. And he like he finished the game with 25. So that was like the first play that I tailed by captain, and the first play hit. Then the next game, Luca 40 hits. The next game, Luca 40 hits. So I'm thinking, like, all right, this dude is a god. Like, this dude knows <laughs> something we don't. So at that time, Cap wasn't only posting. Like, Cap already had a VIP, I think. Because yeah. he wasn't posting all his plays for free on Twitter. So I had DM'd him, like, I swear, like, five times. Like, yo, bro, I need into the, the VIP. Like, how much do I got to send you? And I guess I sent him so many messages. He just, like, hit me back and was like, yo, since the season's almost over, just, like, here. And he just gave it to me for free. Like, I had never talked to Cap ever in my life. Totally but I guess, like, he felt like I had just messaged him so many times that he just gave me it. And, oh yeah, like, like, bro, Cap was literally, like, cool as hell since the first time I ever messaged him. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, my first moment getting into, like, the whole gambling scene. And then after that, like, I was like, all right, like, obviously this dude is the best. I'm just going to tell every single play he makes. And that's what I was doing, honestly. And like, then uh, the my personal like first big play was uh, Tyree Halliburton. I took his twenty twenty five and his four and five threes, and they both cashed. So that was like my first big like play that I gave out. And I remember posting that on Twitter. And like at that point, I wasn't giving out plays, but I got like a hundred DMs that day. Like, yo, send me all your plays. I remember like sending everybody a message, like, yo, just so you know, like. I'm not good at this shit at all. Like I just started doing research, but like, if you want, I'll give you the plays, but like, just know I'm not fucking captain or Geechee. Like I'm not like that at all. So, and people still want to like, nah, like send us your plays. We don't care. And that's kind of when I made the discord and I was like, all right, fuck it. Like people want the plays. Here you go. It's funny. Like cap story before I said to my last question, like how you said like this, you know, he's real. Like he's a God. Cause we had interviewed cap and then it was NBA finals. I forget what game was. I want to say game four. I want to say game three, game four. And we pull up to the casino. He comes there with us and he has Devin Booker value props, please. And I mean, I think he hit almost every single one of his bets mm -hmm. and he might've lost one or two. And like, that's one of those moments you see like, dude, this dude is real. This shit is nah, we, insane. We, like, we sat there and like sitting next to this dude, we watched him win like 20 K. That shit was ridiculous. Like, Bro, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'm sitting next to this dude watching him win 20 bands like it's nothing and calm just walking through the casino with us just a regular like, like he's just the dude like does he's anybody guy, have right? a camera everybody in this place <laughs> should be taking pictures of this dude for christ's sake god but like so <laughs> kind of to circle back because 
completely unconventional routes you took to where you are now. Was there any like friction in the household, maybe friction with your friends of how you decided to lead your life? Or was it kind of like, okay, this motherfucker's winning $200 a week at 14. Like whatever you want to do, like go ahead, bro. You got it. If you can pay the bills. <laughs> uh, t- all right. So to be honest, like uh, my mom was always like pretty supportive of it. Like my mom was kind of like, she like let me grow up like how I wanted to grow up. So like she would let me go to sleep late. Like she was like, you can go to sleep late. Just make sure you wake up for school. And don't make me wake you up. So I knew like, okay, if I want to sleep late, I know I got to wake up. So like my school was at like 645. So I I literally would live five minutes away. So I would wake up at 630, get dressed, walk to school. And as long as I didn't get to school late, my mom was like, go ahead. Like if you want to live your life on three, four hours of sleep, go ahead. So (laughs) she would always like let me. And then honestly, the the way I got into Madden was I used to work. Like I used to do loss prevention for uh, a stocking and shipping company that had like um high-end merchandise so we had like tom ford gucci fendi prada like we had a whole kiff thing like we had basically like all the designer stuff we had in that that warehouse and then like my job was to like just make sure people didn't steal so i remember um it was on a like uh, i had told one of my boys like oh let's go to this bar it was called tally ho because it had like this like happy hour on thursday it was like a everything half off for a whole night and like i'm pretty sure like that day i got drugged I remember drinking, like, I drank, like, two shots. I drank a blue LIT, and I don't remember leaving the place. I threw up in my friend's, like, brand-new Audi at the time. Like, I don't remember getting home. I don't remember going to sleep. And it was me and my boy and, like, a few of our, like, girlfriends. So um, I honestly, to this day, will say, like, I got drugged because, like, I literally woke up, like, five hours late for work. I, I f- literally felt like I got roofied, I swear. Like, and my supervisor had called me like a million times and I woke up and I'm like, yo, my bad. Like my phone was dead. And he asked me like, are you drunk? And I'm like, no, I'm good. So I went to work because I was feeling fine. Once I got to work, I was, I was feeling like I was literally like dying. Like I felt like I got roofied, I swear. Did you tell and him I that? told my, yeah, I told my, my supervisor, I'm like, yo, I feel terrible. I got to go home. And I honestly, I, I was already kind of like fed up with that job because I was working from like six forty-five to eight forty-five, like every single whoa, day. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, like, whoa. like, yeah, I was working doubles like every other day. Oh my! So God. I was already kind of like tired of the job, anyways, because I was just working too much. And and another thing too is I had been there, so it was like the building I was working in was a new building, and I was the first like um, loss prevention. It was like I guess a security guard, but I was like the first loss prevention guy we had, and we had like four or five other people that I was teaching every single day and I wasn't getting paid more than them. So I was already telling my supervisor, like, bro, I need to get a raise. Cause like, I'm basically a supervisor and I'm getting paid the same as everyone. So, uh, whatever that day comes, I get fired. And literally a week before that Madden had announced that like it was becoming an esport. So mm. I, I remember calling my best friend who I went to the bar with. I'm like, yo, like I just got fired. He's like, what happened? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like I got fucking roofie. Like I woke up like, dying like i'm fucked up so he was like oh what are you gonna do and i remember telling like yeah i'm gonna play madden it's like what do you mean i'm like yeah bro like i have enough money like saved up from working that like i'll have enough money until madden starts i'm gonna play madden so i remember um that shit actually ended up working out because the first tournament like literally five days before the tournament they announced if you finished top four in the leaderboards you would skip like four rounds of single elimination oh wow so like Instead of starting at like 256, you start in the final 16. Oh. So then I'd only have to win two games to make the first live event. So I remember like I played Madden for literally like 16 to 20 hours for three straight days. That's like I, in three, I'm not even in three, in three days, I played 90 games of Madden. Jesus. And like that just never Christ. got boring. Like that was never like. Yeah, a- hell no. That, that shit was fun. I remember like I would go to sleep at six. And put an alarm at 10. Wake up, drink a big-ass glass of coffee, and just start playing again. Start playing again. And I did that for three straight days. Shit. And I, I made the first live event. And then after I made the first live event, I was already kind of known as, like, one of the biggest Madden players. I got sponsored by a team called Noble, who um, started giving me $500 a month. And this was, like, this was, like, in 2017. So I was making guaranteed $2,000 a month, plus I was playing money games every day plus whatever money I won from Madden. So that year, like in total, I maybe made like 75K, like off the sponsorship, the money games I was playing, plus what I won at a tournament. So I was like, shit, I just won like 
double what I would have won working. And this shit was way more fun. And you're enjoying it. Is everybody picking up on this? Is everybody about to say? This is a mentality thing. 100%. Right? 100%. I mean, we, like, like, this is not... Everyone could say, "Oh, you're you know you're playing a fucking video game." Like this is a mentality thing. Not everybody's built for that, bro. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Sixteen to twenty hours of Madden a day. No yeah, one's built. Bro, three I days. couldn't. I played like I'm. I'm like okay at video games. Like I can get pretty good at video games fast. Madden is by far was the most frustrating game to play because you could just feel like you do something so perfect and you get Madden like off someone's helmet, touchdown, block punt, all types of bullshit. Like, and you kind of I can see it in you like that demeanor right now. Like you don't get too high. You don't get too low. Now we're like very. Has uh, it has it always been like that through your no career reason. of Madden, or did it kind of like did Madden kind of like beat the shit out of you into being like a mild mannered kind of player? It's it's actually funny to that because I right, so for like those ninety games that I played, by the way, like every single game I could not lose because <laughs> the way top four was if if you had a really good win percentage, if you lost, I would lose like three or four times the amount of like let's just say XP as somebody else. So I had like the craziest record. I had like a 95% win percentage. So when I lost, I would lose like three or four as much like X times the XP as everybody else. So like imagine playing 90 games of Madden where you're treating every single game like the finals of a tournament. That was the 90 fucking games that I played. And honestly, like I used to get pissed. I'm like, I think my first two years of Madden there, I like, I had so many good opportunities to win like tournaments where like, I just got mad at the game and I just started fucking playing bad because I was just getting annoyed at the game. So I remember like at the end of the second match and saying like, damn, I got to get this shit figured out. Like, what can I do? So I started playing poker. I started playing poker like fucking 12 tables, eight hours a day. Because in poker, it's like the, this, I feel like there's no more variance than anything. Was this in online poker. Like, or? Um, yeah, yeah, online. Okay. I, I was like 10, 12 table and online. Because like poker has a lot of variance. So I was like, oh, like, if I can kind of deal with the poker swings, like, I'll be all right when I get unlucky in Madden. So um, I guess, like, the whole offseason, like, normally the offseason for Madden is, like, two to three months. I just played poker for those two to three months. And I kind of honestly just got used to variance. Like, I got used to getting aces against kings and somebody hitting a king. <laughs> I, I got used to fucking having a set versus a set. And a dude hitting a one-outer. Right. So, like, when I started getting unlucky in Madden, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm used to happens. it. happens. Right. So, that was, like, the – that was honestly the way that I, like, got, like, the never too high, never too low. Because, like, at first, I used to, like – there was, like, I, I ground spiked the controller in one tournament. Because the dude just kept throwing me the ball and his receivers were just, like, fucking mossing me every down. So, I was like, nah, I can't, like – Did you have a I can't lose games controller? because <laughs> – Oh no! It was at the end of the game. Like I had lost. Like, I I grabbed. I remember telling this guy named Chow. I'm like, Chow, what the fuck is going on? Like mid game, I told a fucking guy who worked from like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Like this is fucking insane. And I was so like, I I was like so like fucking hot headed that like I never would have I would have never done well at Madden if like I didn't change that. But like I I I'm, I'm not like. I'm like the kind of person I'm, I'm like super real with myself and I'm like, okay, mm. like I have to fucking change that. Right. It was like when I went on that losing streak with Gamma, I'm like, okay, I got it. That's fix exactly that. like, what I was going to say. I was like, that's kind of like a full circle moment because now you can handle the yeah. highs and lows Find of gambling circles. so much better than the regular person. Like kind of like, like how many people you're about to give out picks. Like I just lost 50 units. Like you're considering like you look at yourself differently. You're probably betting the board differently. Like it takes that mental fortitude. Like I'm just going to keep going, keep chipping away at this. That that actually happened to me in the playoffs. Wow. So like that? the first the first like two rounds, I like literally I felt like if I took fucking Looney to hit two threes, he was fucking hitting them. Like I swear, like I got to like I think it was in the first round, I was up like 136 units, I think. Like, I think That's my all time high was not I think like I'm saying in general, I think my all time high was one thirty six and I started at ninety eight. So I was up thirty eight units in like the first round. And then I went from 136, I got down to like 83. I I started losing like every single play. And I was honestly like going back at the plays and like, I was like, damn, like I, like I feel like this is kind of like a poker downswing where you play well and you lose. But then there was also like some plays I was forcing. So um, <clears throat> then I hit the Jimmy Butler play, uh, yep. like when he hit 35 and three threes. Uh, that like got me like all the way back almost like that won me like 30 units. So I got back to like 110 
And then now, I, honestly, I think like when you're down, it's like it's a weird thing being down and uh and gambling because I remember that game. If I wasn't down that game, I would have won sixty units because that day I liked their whites three threes. It was like twelve eighty, and I liked Lowry's four threes. I remember telling my boy like, "Yo, I know I'm losing, but like, I just just say fuck it and send it." Yeah. And my boy was like, "Yo, if you send Lowry and he scores zero points again, they're gonna kill you." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Like, <laughs> and I swear, like, I would have if if I was up during that time, like, I would have won the Jimmy Butler. I would have won Lowry, and I would have won Derek White. I would have won like like sixty units on one day, but I just didn't send Lowry and and Derek White because when you go down in the downswing, like, you don't want to have like I, I don't know. I feel like I mean, also because there's you like a lot of safe people watching too. Yeah, plus like. I don't know. I just felt like, damn, like, I, I, my goal, honestly, for the season was, like, I wanted to at least end the season at, like, 100. It's like that's really fucking good, by the way. People don't understand that. Like, people do not understand that. Yeah, if that. that's, like, the That the is really margin, fucking good. I feel like that's tough to say. Like, oh, yeah, I want my goal to be 100. Like, that's still, no, like, that's a, a great, tough yeah, margin to meet, though, 100%. regardless. Yeah, no, like, people don't realize how hard it is to give out plays that win more than they lose. Like, Bro. If, if you think about how many people gamble and lose, like, everyone, the of them. That's the, that's the yeah, stigma. People don't understand if you, lose money. if you hit at 55%, if you just take a straight bet, spread, and you hit at 55%, you're probably one of the better gamblers. You're a winner. Oh, like, bro, it, it, people yeah. don't understand that at all. So to be up 100 yeah, units in the playoff, like, bro, stop it. Put some the respect to the names. I, I, I started, like, giving out plays January 27th. So, like, I'm up, like, I, I think right now, hold on, I'll tell you the exact number. There we go. Look at this. Um, because I was going to say, like, you know, Discord started in uh, in January. So, I'd... so I'm I'm at 119.81, and I'm at uh, plus 21.81 in the playoffs. Yeah, so Thank you, Jimmy I, Butler. I'm plus 119. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Saved my <laughs> so, my, honestly, I feel like my Discord um, is going to, like, when I, I'm excited to start the, the Discord, like at the start of the NBA season, because all right, so I'm at 119.81. Um, one of my boys named JFAR that I actually met him through Madden too, and he's been capping since the same time as me. He's plus 143. Oh my god. So like we're we're both like together, we're at like plus two fifty, and we're both like first time NBA cappers. And then um I have another guy named Larry. Um who he's like at 180 for the season so like next season i'm excited to see like all the like how we're gonna be able to finish because we got three guys like who in my opinion will like more than likely end at like at least over 100 so i'm like kind of excited because cap always tells me like it's it's easier to um like handicap for four months than it is for a whole season Mm -hmm. and I guess it's because, like, it's like you're going, you know, in the NBA season, you're going to catch a downswing. Right. So I'm excited to see how I handle that. Yeah, because, like, it, it, it's tough, too, because, like, in, that, in the regular season, there's a lot of games, so you can lose, like, a lot of units per day. Right. So I'm kind of excited to see how I'll do, like, at the start of a whole season. I think right now you I, I will say I, I started at a good time, though, because I started around COVID, like, the, the COVID time. So, like, there was a lot of value in, like, in what people thought was, like, terrible games, like, there was a shit ton of value, and like, there's a team with seven players. Like, somebody gonna have a value play. You just gotta guess which one. You gotta find which one, right? So you just touched on the guys that are in the Discord. Can you talk more about, um, not only like who they are, but mainly just how you met them and how this kind of became like a collaborative Discord? So, um, the the like my very first guy I got was this guy named Jafar. Um, I had met him through uh through Madden, and he had joined the Discord, and he was giving out plays. And he used to do DFS with us sometimes. So, like, in my opinion, if you have a DFS background, if you do research and stuff, and if you know the sport, you're going to win more than you lose. So um, I remember him up, like, yo, do you want a channel? He was like, yeah, fuck it. So then the same thing with, one, with Jaybird. Jaybird had never done, like, props ever, but he did DFS. So he was like, yo, let me get a channel. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Gave him a channel. And then um, that was, like, the first three channels we had. And then – um the guy i have that does mma he messaged me like yo uh i'm good at mma give me a channel and like i i didn't even know if these guys would be good or bad honestly i was like all right fuck it you want a channel here you go so all those guys i met through madden and then once the discord started getting like really really big i had people asking me like oh can we get tennis plays 
can we get NHL players? And I'm like, bro, I don't watch these sports. Like, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck to do. So I hit up one of my boys who's like super profitable in DFS. And I'm like, yo, do you want to try to do NHL? And he's like, yo, I don't know. Cause like, I've never done props. So he didn't know what props to look for. Like he was telling me like, yo, I think this guy will like have five shots on go. And the dude will have like eight. Right. So I'm like, hold on. Like I was trying to get one of my boys. I'm like, yo, you want to do like plays? Like I'm telling you, there's like a crazy audience in this shit. Plus like, I feel like gambling right now is at like the beginning. Cause like, oh, 100%. California, California is not legal. No, um, Texas is not legal. legal. Florida is not legal. And imagine when gambling gets those states legal. Cause like eventually they're going to become legal. Mm-hmm. So I was telling my boy, like, yo, you should try to get into this. I tried convincing him and he was like, nah, bro, it's just too hard. So I started thinking, like, damn, I got to start getting other people. Cause like now we got so many people, but people don't only want NBA props. So, um, <clears throat> Uh, Trent actually booked it with Trent. He, uh, hey, what's he posted, so, yeah, he, he posted a, a tweet like, oh, who's the most underrated capper? He had like maybe like 100 replies. When I'm telling you, I did like, I, w- I feel like a fucking scout. I went through every single Twitter of somebody who got mentioned in that Discord, in that tweet. And oh, that's and you were that's how I found, yeah, that's how I found um my guy named Top Cheddar who does the NHL. Oh, I shit. found my guy roi guy who does the boost and uh, recaps i found my guy jp who does baseball and then uh larry i i already had like followed him on twitter and i like i knew he Larry's was dope. for sure profitable and i i honestly didn't want to have too many nba people because i already had three but i'm like fuck it like he'll probably be down and why not add somebody who's super good to the discord so um i then i like messaged him like yo you want to join the discord so like a lot of the guys i honestly like got from that trend thing plus i also did like uh i don't know i'm like kind of weird i, I want to pick like nice people like mm-hmm. so i was like looking through their tweets to see how do they reply to people like is this still gonna be a scumbag is he gonna be a nice person Love it. and then like at the end of the day it's like are they gonna be profitable and yeah i really feel like a scout like i was going through these dudes twitters like i was fucking trying to um i don't even like if i was trying to get them to like come to the nba right and now I have like I, I think we oh and then uh <clears throat> the tennis guy I have he honestly was giving plays in my tennis discord and like a lot of my like the people are messaging me like yo this dude's really good so I'm like hold on like <clears throat> I got somebody in the discord that's giving out plays let me actually see if he's good and I, I actually personally tailed like all his plays for three days and he was up like six units so I'm like wait this is probably also profitable so I hit him up and like the the good thing is that since the discord is big like it's beneficiary for like the guys who joined who were smaller accounts because it also helps them create a bigger following. Okay. Plus like my big thing too is like, um, I tell them all the time, like, yo, if you guys have any sponsorships, like any promos, like post that shit, like that's going to make you guys money. So post it in the discord. Yeah, there's, So there's a bunch of people in there. Dude, though. Like you, you're, yeah, you like, see like a fucking G bro. Like you're just putting people on like everyone, you know, you put them in positions. Everybody eats. But like, I, so I'm in the discord. You guys have a shit yeah. ton of channels, like a shit ton, like more value than most I think I know discords out there, but it's free. Like I hit the accept invite. I'm going, I'm scrolling through the things. I'm like, I paid nothing for this. I'm like, okay, that's fine with me. But do you, I mean, you got 21,000 people. I don't know how many channels you have, but it has the to be the age-old like question. You know we had to ask 30. it. Do you ever see right. yourself charging for that Discord? Or do you? Or are you more of like a, a free guy? You just want everyone to get in and get a look? All right. So, honestly, it, it takes too much. Like, it was having a Discord when I had 2,000 people is a lot easier than when I have, like, how many members are there right now? There's 21,800, right? So I have a like a team full of mods that like are always having to ban people, being on top of shit. And then like at the end of the day too, is like I have a ton of people who are super profitable at betting. And um I, I feel like honestly, like if you're good at something, you should charge for it, right? So at first I never thought I would make a pay discord. That's like the first thing. But I do think I'm kind of heading in that direction because like first, if if I'm not able to pay people. Like all the guys I have that are super good aren't gonna continue to do it for free, right? So like as sooner and than later mods too, to be honest with you. Yeah, like JFAR sooner than later will have to leave and go to another Discord that's gonna pay him. And I would totally understand. Same thing with ROI guys, same thing with top cheddar, same thing with all the guys that I have who are super profitable. So I have been thinking that like it's getting to a point where like I almost feel like I have no option but to have to make it paid because 
I want to be able to keep all the people I have. Plus, I want to be able to help them make money at the end of the day. Right. And this shit is a this shit is like uh this shit is a job. Like I'm <laughs> I'm doing baseball now, right? At one in the morning, I I wish I could show you guys my screen. I have a fucking I sheet. I see you of looking up. I got monitors. Single... I watch. Yeah. I'm watching your eyes. I can see you looking up. Yeah. I have a sheet of every single pitcher that's gonna pitch tomorrow. So I break down all the pitchers like before I go to bed at like one, two in the morning. And then you gotta wake up and look at all the hitters. Like this shit is like a job. Hell like yeah. even though I'm I'm making money because I'm giving out plays, but like um I do think I'm gonna go down that route to and like I, I feel making like you a paid score. Bro, you could do a just a small fee. Cause I feel like even something like ten dollars a month. Bro, you say you have 21,000 people in there. Let's say like 1% of them are just absolute trolls and dickheads. So 1,000 trolls, they're all gone if they have to pay. Like there's almost like pleasantry that comes in with the paywall as well. But also you've built a certain I, amount of trust. The way I see it too, too. Well, the way I see it too is like if you've been in this Discord for long enough, then you would have already made more than enough money to have like three years worth of like a subscription. Yeah, 100%. Like if, if I haven't really done the math, but like, um, like an updated math, but I, I remember doing it. I have a sheet somewhere. But like the Discord was plus 389 units yeah. since January. And every single play that has been posted in the Discord from day one has been in a nightly recap. So like you can literally go to nightly recaps from mine from like January 27th. Same thing with Jaybird. Same thing with J4. And like, yeah. And like, so if you've been in the Discord and if you've tailed like any of us, you've won more money than you've lost. So I feel like that's already a way to like, if we do go pay, like people should have enough money to pay that because we've helped so many people make money. Like the other day, um, I had a four round, I had a four, like a home run parlay. There was this one guy who bet a hundred to win 92 K. I was one home run away. So like, even if he just round robins it, he wins five K plus another thing too, that I think that's cool about discord people like to like, what people do is like they'll take a play from they'll take my play they'll take a jfar play and then they'll and add they'll, their own play and yeah no parlay <clears throat> that's cool so like a lot of people do that too and like there's been people who have like there, there was a dude who won 100k off all our plays in one night wow yeah like the dude literally wow. won. how does that make you feel though at the same time like <laughs> you're, you're you're helping these guys like you know guys and girls whoever's in there like making life-changing money you know, like that's gotta I be honestly, some type I, of pat on the back. Like, damn, bro, I'm doing a good is that job. Like, I'm low, good at what I low fucking key, do. Low key, let me butt in. Is that more fulfilling than Madden was? Yeah, hundred percent. Because like, yeah. I feel like now I'm making so many people so much money. Like, I remember the other day, the day before I lost that parlay, I had another home run parlay where I had um I forgot who were the three guys. I had three guys in Marcus Simeon, and like Marcus Simeon was just like all the numbers said it was Marcus Simeon. Like the wind was blowing to left field. Simeon had just hit a home run last year. The same thing happened where he started off slow. Um, he, like Simeon hit all the pitches well. So like Simeon was just like the, like, honestly, according to numbers to play, but a lot of people didn't fuck with Simeon. So there was a good amount of people who did my parlay and took out Simeon. That shit was like plus 9,000 oh. and a bunch of people hit that because they took out Simeon. So even though my actual play didn't hit that play still helped a ton of people win thousands of dollars right. and i was hyping like i i didn't win no money that day like i was hyped for them because at the end of the day like i help people make money like i don't know i feel like that shit to me feels good like honestly i feel like i have more passion into this shit too than like madden because like madden i did it for so long i was just kind of like off it like 100%. i don't want to do that shit no more now like like it's it's like i have fun breaking down fucking 30 a pitchers a day mm -hmm. and fucking 180 hitters yeah, it's like to me, it's fun. So, uh, I I personally like it, and then like it's just a bonus one because you get to help people win like money. Well, like there's there's one. so many people I know that I like. There's this one guy named Cisco. Like he's got to be up like at least like twenty five k from the Discord <laughs> since I, January. Shout out Cisco, this. man. He's living good right now. I mess with this because like we don't get to talk to a lot of like baseball handicappers. Yep. So you we we you know another full full circle moment from this interview. We talk about like the mood swings and how you got to stay level headed and how Madden helped with that. Like. Baseball's a really long season, so like you got to stay locked in. Like, there's got to be days where you're like, bro, like I'm just like I'm, I'm missing. But like, I also have 162 games to get through. Like, is there a time where you're like, you know, 
maybe you might get you know tired out or, or worn out just because there's there's such a long season it's not like the nba season where it's like you know like you said i started it for, you know, i had those four months like you got a long time until you get to like playoff baseball but like at the same t- you know to the same token like you're still seeing those aces. Maybe you'll pick like Garrett Cole's seven Ks Yankees to win plus a hundred minus right. whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like, do, are you ever worn out from baseball or like? Because this is just you know fun for us because we always we talk to guys that do NBA and NFL. We never get to talk to a guy that's actually locked into baseball because it's so long. So I, I usually like I'm making a few adjustments. So like for basketball, I would always bet like on, let's just say on a ladder, I bet one unit point five point five. So I would bet two units total on like a whole ladder. On baseball, what I'm doing is 0. 0.5, 0. 0.25, 0. 0.25, 0. 0.25. So instead of betting two units on a ladder, I'm betting one because there's more options in baseball. So like more times than not, I'm going to have more plays in baseball than basketball just because there's more games. So like that's one minor adjustment I'm making. And then I honestly have like – I found a, my my DFS friend who is like one of the best at DFS. Fiasco, if you ever watch his video, you're the best. He showed me like, all the important things to look at. So I have a pretty like I, I have a, a pretty good process. Like I'll just say it because I want to help people anyways. So I have like a report on fan graphs. Um honestly, the only thing that's tedious, I have to like manually import every single picture. And the things I look for are like K percentage and swing strike percentage. That's for like the strikeouts. So like today I like uh Barrios and Severino. Both, I mean, well, Barrios is like below league average and strikeouts, but he's coming off like the best game of his season. So I feel like he might kind of start getting back to what we saw last year. So um, I have like a way to like kind of condense all the fucking numbers into like what I want to do. So like the first thing I do is I look at the pitchers. Um, I only take strikes and uh, strikeouts and outs. I haven't started taking unders yet, but I'm going to start doing that. So I'll look at all the players with like the high K percentages, the high swing strike percentages. And then when they have good matchups, those are going to be like the games I target. And then I'm going to do the same thing, like for the players who have low swing strikes, low K percentages against the teams that barely strike out. That's going to be like the ones I target to. And then for hitters, I just look at fly ball rate for home runs, barrel rate and um, hard hit percentage. So like the, the, the pitchers who have high of those, those are going to be the hitters I target. So, like, today, Elvin Rodriguez is, like, the best dude to target. So, he's, like, on paper should give up the most home runs. And it's, it's baseball. So, like, I'm just going to trust the numbers because I know more than, like, more times than not, you're going to have to trust the numbers in baseball because baseball is, like, 100%. a super analytical sport. So, like, today I took um, Vlad. I took Vlad to hit a home run. And then I basically just target bad pitchers in good weather. And then I'll, I'll just take the best hitter against the pitches that that guy throws. So I have like a pretty good, like, I guess, formula of how to narrow it down 100%. to where it doesn't take me that long. Cause like, I'm not like really breaking down. I only take like the first five hitters unless I'm taking like a long shot home run play, which honestly there's like not too often in baseball. So I have a pretty good way to like um make it shorter than what it should be. Are you a team of any fan? I mean, are you a fan of any teams by the way? You're a jersey guy, right, so basketball, yeah, ba- basketball. I honestly like any team LeBron's in, like, like LeBron, Steady, like LeBron's Steady. been my favorite player since 2003. So I love LeBron, and then in baseball, I like the Yankees, just because, like, I yeah, honestly, man. when I was a yeah, kid, yeah. I grew up playing the Yankees baseball. Guy over so here, man. yeah, no, nah, I love the Yankees. That's honestly the only team I'm a fan of, and it's because, like, so my oh dad my God, played. Bro. We were doing so good. We were doing so good. <laughs> Wait, are you That's not the only fan? team nah, you're a fan of. He's, he's no, all, no, no, no. He's all yeah, Philly. I'm all. He's all Philly, and I'm all New York. So <laughs> yeah, so he loves. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to hear about that. That's the literally the only. Like, I literally, they can have anybody. And I'm gonna root for them. <laughs> That's just the only team I'm a fan but of. But you're not no, like, and then I don't NFL no fan. I don't okay. want. NFL is. All right, so I, I'm. I want to handicap every sport. Like that's something I want to do. So I'm going to. I know I'm gonna do NFL. I just hope that it's not tough to do because like. Baseball to me is like fun to watch. Like, yeah. I don't know how if I'm gonna have fun watching football. So that's gonna be like you might be. You, that, I don't dude. know. You I'm might be a little. The way that. you bet, I feel like you'd be a little different at the anytime touchdown market. I, mean, I also the way, don't know how you can you say fight. that with, with the with the Madden that you had in in your, in your blood. I just don't. I, I I don't know how you can say that. You you so like for anytime touchdowns. I actually uh I've already been working on like a little formula that I'm gonna use as a spreadsheet. I was gonna kind of to like 
get like my favorites that I can like target it. Like, I don't know. I feel like even basketball, like basketball is a big like eye test, but like I do like a lot of like analytical research for basketball. And I, I'm going to give like free game. Honestly, this was a, another thing that like changed my whole like basketball capping career. I remember JFAR was doing so fucking good. I asked JFAR, I'm like, yo, how are you picking these dudes? Like, I remember he picked, he picked Cat against like the Spurs. The Spurs like didn't give up threes to bigs. Um, like there was no like analytical reason to take that. And then he just told me like, yeah, his usage rate is like up 9% in his last three games. So it was like he went from like 26 to usage to like 35 for three straight games. So he said he took them because he had a usage rate bump. So what I started doing is instead of looking at a player's game log, like I would go to stat news and put like usage rate game log. And if you could catch a player who was like on a usage rate boost, like that shit was key because usage rate is basically how often they shoot, assist, or score. That's kind of the, like the number that they take. So like kind of just to like describe it. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you Jalen Brown's used to trade game log in the in the finals. He's got 31, 31, 33. And in those three games, well, actually, no, those are the last three games of the season in the playoffs. So his his usage rate, the last three games were 33, 34, and then which is weird. His last game was only 22, I guess, because Tatum shot more. Yeah. But that's like a super big thing to look at. Cause like there was players – I remember taking, like, a few players who had, like, a 40% usage rate. So, it was like, okay, even if they don't play that good, like, at worst, they're going to hit their straight. They're just – their usage is way too high to not at least hit the straight. So, that's, like, one of the biggest things I look at basketball now is the usage rate. So, we're just getting I, I feel a like, free clinic right Oh, now. absolutely. Because, bro, you could catch somebody if, if their line's off. Like, if he's been up usage in his last three games, but his line hasn't adjusted from 16 and a half, that's, like – Bro, I have to take that. Right. Like, I don't even think of this shit like that way. It's just like, look at Steph. Like, Steph, all right, so Steph against Dallas had a 28.8 and a 26.7% usage rate the last two games. So Reggie Bullock was giving him hell. Like, he was defending him super well. Against Boston, he's had 33.2, 36.4, 32.7. And so every game with over like 32% usage rate with like a 6% like usage rate boost is like high mm-hmm. like in the nba that's like really really good and like he scored 20 and 15 against dallas and against boston 34 29 31 so sometimes they would be mad bad matchup but like if you're gonna take a really good player on a bad matchup but his usage rate is like i remember taking uh the i, I took the, the rose in one game to score 40 right. his uh I'm, I'm gonna tell you hold on his, his exact usage rate game log great it, it was crazy. I think his usage rate game log, like the game before, was like 40. So, like, if I see a player with like a 40% usage rate, like, I'm taking him. Was this, no one, was this when uh, Levine went down for a little bit? Uh, I think it was, I don't know. It might have been against, might have been against the Spurs, honestly. Yeah, everybody was getting Spurs work. That's what he's a common theme here. I I just know like the the two games before he had a he had a thirty eight point something, and then he had a forty. So like yeah, his average case. usage rate, which in the last two was like thirty nine. So like his a, season average was like thirty thirty two. So this is a big factor that you would recommend to you know watchers that, that's and like listeners. The biggest thing I look at, yeah. That's huge. That's I mean, that's, that's something that's I, like. You know, like, like I just said, we're getting a free clinic. Real shit. But joke, that's uh, that's all the time that we got for you today, man. Um, seriously, dude, like we really appreciate it. Um, I mean, this was hell of an interview. This was a hell of an interview. Hell of a this is a blast talking to you. Great to meet you. Uh, we hope that you know you can find some time in in a couple months, maybe when when we go paid or when we don't go paid, and when the NBA season, <laughs> NBA season comes back, and we we can uh, have the pleasure of talking to you again. But, you know, seriously, this means a lot to us that you, you took the time to uh, sit down and talk, and talk with us. Uh, we hope to see you real soon, and, and we wish you all the best, seriously. Likewise, and appreciate you guys for having me on. Seriously, you guys made this interview, like, as easy as possible. Yeah, so. Appreciate we, we, that. We, that's that's what we try to, like, ourselves on. You take care. You have a great rest of your day. Please hit your bets, all right? And we'll Thanks. talk to you soon, man. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Appreciate it. Peace, brother. Take out. Take care, dude. Just a good cat. to see you. Like Thursday in the offices, talk to one of the Just fucking greatest Madden day. players of all time. We know this one was a little bit on the longer side, fellas, but hopefully you learned a little bit of something today. 
whenever you are listening to this. If you did enjoy this video, if you are listening or watching on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button down below. Drop a comment. Leave a like. You guys know what to do. If you guys want to follow us on our social media platforms, you can hit us up on our Twitter, at Podcast, Instagram, at Pod, and our TikTok, which is the name of the show, The All Day Everyday Show. You guys have been listening and watching to The All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ. Hit your bets. Have a great fucking day whenever you are listening to this. God, it's so good to be doing full podcasts, and we do love our guests. Take care, guys. Love you guys.